Welcome to Expect Increase, where mindset and sales meet. This is episode 57, Be a Giver of Awesomeness, Guard. Hi, I'm Sharik Richardson, the founder of Digital Innovation Media Group, where I'm the lead designer and head marketing strategist. What we do is we help business owners convert traffic to more clients, followers, and engagement. You can get more information about us at digitalinnovationmg.com. And I'm joined today by Rashana Price. How are you? Hey, Sharik. I'm doing great. Hello, everyone. I am Rashana Price, a leadership and success coach and trademark owner of the phrase giver of awesomeness. I truly believe everyone has something awesome to give to the world. And I help you do that through coaching, speaking and training. You can learn more about me at RashanaPrice.com. Awesome. So we're talking, we're going to continue our series on your exciting new book. And we're going to talk about um, guard. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you and I'm going to chime in when I have questions. <laughs> For sure. Yes. I'm excited that we're doing this series. So the last couple episodes, we first talked about my, kind of my journey to self-publishing. So I am self-publishing through Amazon and their KDP system. And then um, it, KDP is Kindle Direct Publishing. So if anyone is thinking about publishing or how do I get my work out there, I would recommend that process. It's pretty easy on the back end. Um, and then our last episode, we talked about this book that I'm writing that is out there. Uh, it's called Be a Giver of Awesomeness. And it's broken up into three different sections, discover, guard, and give. And so today we're gonna be talking about part two, which is all about guarding your awesomeness. Like when people come, bullies of sorts, people that come to steal your gifts and talents, what do you do and how do you identify them? And so in the book, I talk about what I call the tarnish effect. And I relate it to like your fine silver that you might have in your cabinet or maybe in a hutch somewhere. Um, I don't have any per se. I, I think I have like one piece from when I got married, the knife and the like the cutting thing. When, right. Um, yeah. Right. And so I don't know about you, but I've been married almost 14 years. And in the last six months, I pulled it out and it was all kind of tarnished. It had that purple and brown look to it because we haven't used it in a long time. And I used to, when I was younger, my mom had a set of silver and we would sit at the dining room table and polish it when, up, when we were going to have like a fancy dinner, usually around Christmas time or Thanksgiving or something. Right. And, but yeah, like she, we would take out the polish and go through, we'd have the rags and we would do the whole thing, make sure that it was all nice and shiny. What right. I realized when I was writing this book was that there is a part of us that tarnishes over time. Hmm. If we don't use the gifts and talents that we have, they, they do get tarnished on them. The right. other, yeah. The other thing that I realized is because I was kind of thinking about like, what is this concept of tarnishing? And so here's what I write in the book. I say sterling silver that is exposed to air will tarnish. It is the air that makes this chemical reaction occur. Mm -hmm. If you use the silver, you have to take care of it to make sure that it stays bright and shining. 
The same is true of our gifts and talents and your awesomeness. It must be well taken care of or it will tarnish. Mm. Yeah, because this understanding that if you're using your gifts and talents and if you aren't protecting them and ensuring that they're in the right quality of air, they right. will tarnish. They will tarnish. They'll be in the, you'll be in a situation with someone. You're sharing something really exciting. You're really excited about it. You've gotten an award. Perhaps you're being recognized for your great work. And then you're in an atmosphere where someone comes along and says, you always get recognized. Hmm. Or I work just as hard as you do. How, as you do. How come no one ever recognizes me? Right. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah, I get that. I get it from family. Um, yeah. And, you know, some associates. But yeah, and it's, it's, it's not really fair, mm -hmm. you know, because everyone has their process. But, but yeah, I've definitely heard that before. Yeah, so that type of behavior is what I call stealer behavior. It's like a stealer moment. Right. And we don't necessarily, as a culture, talk about that as bullying. It is a type of bullying that happens because you feel like there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so in this middle section of the book in Guard, I identify these five stealer characters that I classify as bullies and who they are and what they do. And the example that I just gave you about someone coming into your moment where you're shining bright and they wanna have that moment or they want that moment to now be directed towards them, I call right. them takers. Yeah, say it one more time, would you call them? I call them takers. Yes. Yes, they are takers. And I say that a taker, you know a taker, because a taker infringes on moments of joy in your life and makes you feel bad about something good. So as a business owner, I've seen this quite a bit. I've gotten opportunities to go places, do things, work with people. And people that I thought were a safe place cheering me on would say things like, well, how come you didn't invite me to be a part of that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were like, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, they take that moment from you. They want you to feel bad about something that's good. You know, and that's so sad that, you know, we, we deal with this. And like I said, a lot of times that hits so close to home. If mm -hmm. it's siblings or if it's cousins, even parents, I yes. mean, it's, it's really crazy, but yeah, if instead of just being happy for that person and trying to learn from them so that you can do the same thing, if you feel so inclined to, you know, the, the, the comment about what you think you should have, instead of doing that, you decide you want to steal their joy or take from them what they've worked so hard from, you know, yeah. worked for, so hard for. And I think that is just something, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it but I see it and I've experienced it. Yeah, because what I, this whole section about guarding and who these people are is we have to remember that stealers get joy. Hold on, I wanna make sure I say it right because I wrote it. It's, in a, it's actually at the beginning of chapter five when I talk about who these stealers are. I said, mm -hmm. yeah, remember, stealers get something out of you staying exactly the way you are. Yes. They get something out of it. So all five of these stealer characters that have these bully moments with us 
they do it because they see our gift, our talent. They see our awesomeness, but mm-hmm. they've gotten something out of us not seeing it. They've gotten something out of us not fully embracing who we are and what we can do and the power that we have. Right. And that's the thing is that they see something in you and they know that you can do these things, but they don't want, I mean, the justification that I've heard is I don't want you to get your head too big. I don't want you to feel like you're all that. But it's like, so what's the, I mean, so what's your point? You know what I mean? Who said that's your job? But at the end of the day, what if your head is so big? What if you think you're bigger than you really are? That it's not in this book, but a part of this book is the work is a workshop that I've created that I have helped some women walk through because mm-hmm. it's in that moment where your initial reaction is like, is, is what you just said. Like, well, it's not your job to kind of regulate who I am and what I do. Right. And so what, what I, what I believe is that if you take your mindset through a process of saying, that's what they did and said to me, my initial reaction is don't regulate me, but then you can get to a place where you say and own what they said to you, own it. Like, yeah, my head is big and I do think I'm great. Then you can get to that, that moment of owning it is a greater good moment that you can use to say, if I think I'm so great, what will I do with my greatness? How can I impact the world around me? How can I give my gift, my talent? Which is what the last part of the book is all about. Like giving that gift, that talent, that greatness, that big head, or whatever it is, that big ego, whatever people think you're not. If Mm -hmm. you embrace it as like, well, what if I am that? What can I do? That's a good way of looking at it, you know, because the natural response is to get defensive and combative you know what i mean and so that's a great way of looking at it instead of looking at it that way and say okay fine if i'm on if i'm up here what, what can i do while i'm up here <laughs> exactly. you know because it does turn around to you being more of a giver than you know than a taker so it makes a negative into a positive you know um and even what about instances where a person doesn't think they're all that but it's more of the other person's insecurity like i feel like i need to come and stomp on you and make you feel some kind of way because I don't like the fact that I didn't do all that you're doing right now. And so I'm going to come in and rain on your parade to make myself feel better. How would you um, respond to that? Yeah, it's the same. It's that same mindset and thought process because the only reason that person can come and rain on a parade is if there's a parade happening. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) So So when we, even these things that we've grown up saying like, oh, they're coming to rain on my parade. And we think that's the negative. If we really look at it, the only reason the rain can be on a parade is if there's a parade. So you're doing it. You're doing the thing that has them coming. And that's that's my heart around this book and what I believe is a movement around helping people see that moment with that stealer character, these bullies of sorts, who come to get to the thinking that moves them to the greater good that they are, can then use. Because most people take that negative moment and say, gosh, they're raining on my parade. I'm gonna shrink back. I'm gonna stop doing the thing that makes them uncomfortable. I'm gonna try to avoid this type of interaction again. When the truth is, is that if you really own it, 
I, I have a parade. So even if the parade isn't as big as I think it is, it's big enough for someone to come and try to rain on it. So let me keep going. And where can I find the, the last part of the whole book is all about where can I find good places to give this gift and talent I have? Where can I take your parade and turn it into a party? Yes. I love that. Because, you know, we definitely need that because, you know, that can really make somebody feel down. You know, mm -hmm. if someone comes to them like that, that can really deflate you. And I think there's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself, but it's, you know, all in the, you have to do it in a certain way. You know what I mean? In the way that God says, you know, be humbled or I will humble you. Yes. So be humble hearted, humble minded, but also say, thank you, Lord. I'm so proud of what, you know, you blessed me to accomplish. Um, but also, like you say, having the mindset of, okay, now that I'm here, what else can I do? Now, exactly. And, and even in those times when people come say things like I talk about another character or another and minimize that joy out of making you feel small but it even in that moment where and perhaps even the person that said to you like hey you're I don't want your head to get so big in that moment they're trying to make you small in some way mm -hmm. right and the, but the but the thing is is that even if you are big, right? Like, let's say you are big headed and you are really confident. If your intentions are rooted in serving others, I have to be this big, I have to be this bold because I'm trying to do something that's going to serve others. If your intentions are really externally motivated and for greater good purposes, it's okay. Yes. It's what happens is, is those two things are put together to make it feel like a negative or make us think it's negative. When the truth is, if our intentions are rooted in goodness, it doesn't matter how big we have to be to get that accomplished. It's only if our intentions are self-serving, what what's in it for me, what am I gonna get, that it becomes something else. So I really want to help people focus on, and I my prayer for this book and this movement is that throughout all five of the characters, people can start to see, see the air in which they're around to make sure that their gifts and talents aren't tarnished, but also so that they themselves don't be a person that tarnishes someone else. Like don't yeah. be a stealer to someone else. Um, yeah. Because more than enough wins to go around, there are more than enough, what I call W's, the winning that can happen. Mm -hmm when we all bring our gifts, our talents, our awesome out and give it to the world. And that, what you just said is so important. Mm -hmm. People seem to think that the pie is so small and that there is too late to get a piece for themselves. And like you said, there are, there are so much more enough. There's more than enough to get around. So you can get a W just because this one got their W and they're taking off and everything's working out for them. Doesn't mean yours can't happen either. And so I think that is so important what you said just there because people need to understand that. we Our minds are so small sometimes. But to yeah. God, the pie is huge. And it's got a slice for you, but you got to be ready for it. Stop hating on this one and, and go ahead and get your slice. And the truth is, is like, there are so many things that we, we grew up saying because they're just a part of culture, especially, like if you're listening to this and maybe you're not in the U.S., these some of these sayings might not um, apply. But I'll... So the early bird does what? 
and get the worm. Right. That one saying in and of itself keeps us in that mindset because the truth is, is like, well, what if I don't want a worm? What if I'm looking for a frog or a cricket? True. So, or what if in the early bird gets the worm? Well, well, that, is, that makes us think there's one when the truth is, is that there could be many worms. I just got to dig a little deeper or maybe I need to go closer to a water source. So yeah. you're like, I know, right? It's, it's a little deep, but that's how my mind works. Yeah, it just expands the thinking. It takes something that we all know about and just, it just takes it and just blows it up, <laughs> which is great. Right. I mean, and think about it. Like we used to play games as kids, follow the leader, the leader, the leader that makes it us think that they're supposed to be one. Mm -hmm. When the truth is, is that it depends on where we're going. Maybe I'm the leader right now because we're talking about my book. But two weeks ago, we were talking about everything marketing and you were the leader. And praise God for that because I, I, that's not my skill set. <laughs> right? Yes. But these sayings, these games, these things that have grown up in our culture or that we just learned or that we just passed down, we really aren't careful and don't think about them for what they really are teaching us. Subconsciously, we're mimicking behavior. We're always mimicking behavior. Yes. And so I wrote this book because I've experienced all of these characters in many different ways. And I talk about the different scenarios in my life to help give people examples that they can pull from to start to see their everyday life very differently and to stop going through conversations, relationships, business partnerships, their everyday life and doing from a place of being on autopilot or of um, cause and effect or automatic response and really thinking about these moments to trigger your mind to really say, what is it that's really happening to me? And how can I take my power back and be able to feel really good about who I am and what I do? My awesomeness. Yes. That yeah. is so important. I mean, that's awesome. I, I just thank you for sharing that because it does totally, you know, it, it, really what I'm hearing is that just, we have to really change where we're thinking about certain things. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, just changing like everything, any type of important thing that we want to make you know improve in our lives it starts with our mindset and where we are there first and then from there you know we can begin to really evolve to where we should be in, in your case you know be a giver of awesomeness yes and helping you know? others to do the same absolutely yep yes well thank you so much for this and i can't wait for the last part of the series um this has been an amazing series and i definitely um looking forward to hearing more and we definitely hope that all of you have enjoyed hearing more about how to be a giver of awesomeness uh, from Roshana, and we'll be checking out her book. Um, keep in mind, this is a pre-recorded episode, and I'm Sharique. You can catch me on Instagram at Digital Marketing Works. I'm also on Facebook. My business page is Digital Innovation Media Group, and I'm on LinkedIn, Sharique L. Richardson, MBA. Where can we find you, Roshana? Yes, you can, can find me on Instagram and Facebook as Giver of Awesomeness. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and Twitter as Roshana Price. And you can find Be a Giver of Awesomeness 
on Amazon or on my website, RoshannaPrice.com. Awesome. Well, we thank you all for tuning in and we will definitely chat with you next time.